Episode 66, Tommy Richardson. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Okay, Gut Plus Science listeners, buckle up because we're going on a two-parter with this one. We're going to dive into personal development with a man who's literally traveled the globe. He was the international president for Toastmasters, which is an organization dedicated to helping people gain confidence and expertise in public speaking, one of the greatest fears in the world. Uh, Let alone that, he's had a 40-year career in developing teams and people as a business coach and personal coach, uh, trainer and speaker, started his career in teaching, um, has been an athletic coach his whole life, uh, still is today on the football fields right after our episode, uh, small business owner, sales manager, and the list goes on. We've got such a treat with Tommy Richardson today, and I'm just trying to package up the 10 or 15 years of my learnings and really the foundations for so many great things that I've been able to learn and still learning with his help into an episode and it was impossible. And one, we almost couldn't get it in two. Uh, Tommy is just the epitome of a heart on legs. We keep having these great people on the show. He cares so much for being a family guy, dedicated husband, grandfather, father, and just shows up with that aura around him in every interaction, whether he's walking into a room for the first time or he's part of a club as he's part of many clubs, three different gyms and many book clubs, all of that, and shows up as that um, compassion caring friend that just is always sharpening and always getting better. We have so much to learn with Tommy and we're going to get started in the first part right now. All right, guys, I know I say I'm excited to dive in on this show like every single time, but this one's different, different level of excitement today. My coach of over a decade, the human being that I give the most credit for my personal development is with me today, Tommy Richardson. You know, we all continue to hear how important personal development plans are for engaging our people today. They're crucial. It's a must for the newer generations at work. And let's talk with a man that has really, truly traveled the globe, building himself and teaching and serving others. Tommy, welcome to the show today. And oh goodness, where to start? I'm thinking, how about this? Let's kind of put this into the big bucket items. When you think about dissecting personal development, what are those key components that come to mind? Oh, Nikki, thanks for that good question to kick us off. There's so many ways we could go with with the concept of personal development. Let's I'm glad you got a great start because there are dimensions. There are actually things that we have that create the greatest asset we have, and that's ourself. And it's when I think about them, I break them down into four areas. And I'm going to share those with you. Stop me if you have any questions. But mine starts with spiritual. The first dimension, I think, for us to grow personally is that with the spiritual element. And when I talk about that, I'm not just talking about religion. I'm talking about much more than that. But I'm talking about the concept that's very strong to me is a sense of purpose, not just a purpose in your business, but what's your life purpose, which certainly comes from value, clarification. Your values certainly lead to that of your purpose. The concepts such as commitment, such as study, such as meditation and such as service to others fall into that first dimension that I label uh, spiritual. And there might be other better terms for it, but for me, it's coming from the heart. There are three dimensions of growth of any individual, 
And that's physical, mental, and spiritual. And the spiritual is coming from the heart. So that's my first one. And that's most important to me. And I spend the day getting started with that. But it goes further than that in personal development. The next one that for me in that dimension area is the dimension of mental. I'm a, I'm a sports psychologist and work with the mental development for many, many years with athletes and with adults. And I really see the value of the mental. And that's how we create uh, growth learning, how we, how we read, how we visualize, how we plan, how we write. Those things that fall into that mental bucket. And that's such a big bucket and such an important one that has to be a part of our growth. And I, if I have a chance, I'll share with you some of the things that I've done there to create that area. The next one, the third dimension is physical. I'm, I guess, a fitness nut. I've been lifting weights all my life. I still compete in uh, powerlifting, even to my age. I certainly uh, martial arts and coaching football. That's always been a part of my life. And I work out now three to four times a week. So the exercise, but that's not the only thing as far as physical, the nutrition, how to handle stress management, all of those aspects of the the physical, certainly including sleep in there, which I have a chance to talk about quite a bit because it's a very important part of that physical. And then the fourth one is the social emotional. Those two are so close. And in that, the dimension that I think for personal development, as well as business, certainly, but it starts with empathy. Empathy. Can I walk in your shoes? Can I, (laughs) in your moxins for a mile, can I see it back from your standpoint? Also that of service. And then the whole concept of synergy, whole is greater than the part. And how do we develop that in our workplace and with the people that we are we're challenged and and helped to grow to see that as an inside out intrinsic security of our individual self is so important. And I, I enjoy talking about the self-concept, the self-image, the self-esteem and how that's a part of that social emotional. And then we get to the topic of influence and people skills, which fall into that dimensions. So very briefly, that's a, that's around the clock. That's around the horn and hitting those, four uh, dimensions that I see very critical for developing the asset. The greatest one we have is ourself. I love that. I love how you broke it down into a system. And if you don't mind, we're going to take a mentor of both of our Stephen Covey, and we're going to take those big rocks. And now we're going to break them down into some pebbles if we can here. So how about looking at that spiritual side? You talked about one of the first things you said was purpose, individual purpose. And we know it to be true that employees at work are much more energetic and positive and excited at work and productive ultimately when they have a purpose. I'd love to you know, kind of pick your brain for a second, Tommy, on as a leader that's trying to instill purpose on their team and help individuals come alive in in their team and at work. What are some steps or some, I guess, some some pebbles that you could leave us with in this spiritual area of identifying purpose? Well, I think it starts with the individual creating their own sense of purpose. And I think as a leader of an organization, if you're not clear on your living purpose, then you're not going to be as effective sharing that with the people that are reporting to you. And I think the encouragement uh, that we have in a leadership role of setting a sense of direction for their life, 
many times, and I was guilty of this in my years in leadership roles, I started with the goals. I thought that was the most important that everybody on my team have, have an annual goal and a monthly goal and a weekly goal and a daily goal. But I soon began to understand if there is not a sense of purpose behind those goals, then probably they're not going to achieve them. So the best thing I could share with a leader is make sure you're clear and that you encourage those that you work with to have a sense of purpose. There's workshops that are available. I love to do those for different groups. There are about four questions that could be asked of any employee to help them to start to think in the terms of what's their, uh, what's their living purpose, the sense of purpose that they have. That carries over to the business world, no question about it. We just need to, uh, to be able to share ours and then challenge them to find their sense of purpose. I'm curious to know from you, Tommy, so, you know, some great workshops and some coaching to really help an individual on a team, each of the individuals on the team to go deeper and really uh, define their purpose. What would be the accountability or the touch points as leaders that you would recommend to keep that ignited? I think there are several ways to do that. And one of them is is to, to make sure that the people that you're working with have a good good feeding. They're feeding them continually on the great books, the uh, the people who have sought out a sense of purpose in their life. There's a book called Purpose Driven Life, which uh, really gets into the, the depth uh, of that. And, and just in your uh, interaction, I know many of you in leadership roles do performance reviews. What a great time to start saying, okay, how you're doing on your sense of purpose? Have you do you have have you established it? Have you written it? Do you see it somewhere? Is it uh, visible for you? And that focus on the things around. There's some great workshops too that can lead into that sense of purpose and how we how we develop it. Let me mention one uh, if, if it's okay. It's called High Performance Habits by uh, Brandon Bouchard. This is such a great program that gets into number one habit is seek clarity. And clarity starts with your sense of purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, coach, you've taught me a lot around mindset. So we know that you're very skilled in, you know, sports psychology and performance of the mind. So let's talk about that a little bit deeper. What do you think is most important to understand about the mind, especially as it relates to our own personal growth journey? I think we need to really recognize the value and the, the, the importance of the mind in everything that we do. You know, I, I use a, a formula, and you've heard it, that we work together, and I give this out because I think it's so critical. It starts with a T equal F equal A equal R. Now, what I mean by that is everything starts with your mind, a thought, whether it's positive or negative or uplifting or downlifting or whatever that thought is. Another word we use for that sometimes is what is our attitude, which leads to the next part of that is our emotions, which is a big part of that dimension of emotion. What are the feelings that are created by my mind through the thought process that the third step in that is certainly the actions or behavior that's created out of that positive or negative, right? If, <laughs> if we're thinking right, we're feeling right. And if we're feeling right, we're acting right. That's our behavior. And the interesting thing that leads to the R and that's the results. 
So if we keep the mind foremost uh, in that and, and using that concept, knowing that it's going to change our feelings, our emotions, going to change our action and give us the great results that we have. And the beauty of that is if I get good results, if I'm thinking right, feeling right, acting right, <laughs> and then the results are there, that feeds back. There's a feedback loop, and it's called the stories I tell myself. And those stories that I tell myself feed back into the thoughts. Positive result, positive thought, more confidence, and a better thought process. So that's a long way to go around saying that that is so critical in that mindset. And then certainly there are the things that we teach in sports psychology and mental training, like visualization and affirmations, focus, concentration that are part of that mental process of developing ourselves um, in, in that dimension. So thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to results. Tommy, whether it's on or off the field, you know, in the workplace you're coaching or out on the field coaching, maybe give us an example or two of what that looks like, or maybe someone that you've helped to be able to understand that process and be able to change the results that they were getting before, maybe to a positive. That's a constant thing that we work with athletes on the on the field. What are their thought processes? And, and we try to catch them on what I call self-talk, negative self-talk. Because they'll come up and, for instance, they say, Coach, I can't do that. I can't run that play. I can't run that pattern. I can't block that. I can't talk. Whatever the negatives are, they say them. And it gives us an opportunity as coaches that work this kind of uh, mental training to say, wait, let's stop and see what you said. You said you can't. Let's change that around. Let's change that around and change our thought processes to I can see the picture of you doing it. Get the feeling of the confidence. Your results and your action will will hold for you right into your results. Now, as you know, I love to do things with presentation skills. And for speakers who are on their feet a lot, this is so important to realize that the way that I'm thinking before I stand up and address a group creates the feelings that I have, confidence or lack of it most of the time which creates the actions. Do I move around? Do I have good eye contact? Do I have gestures in what I'm doing? That's the action part of that. Then the good results come. And as I do that, that builds my confidence in the story I tell myself to create, uh, in essence, more good, positive thoughts about my speaking ability and my ability to sell and present and to make changes in my organization and to lead very strongly. I think a really good practice or a piece of homework for all of us is just to really be aware of the thoughts that we allow to come into our mind, because no matter how advanced we are, whether we're a Tommy Richardson or someone just starting in this, we all let those sneak in sometimes. And ultimately, that is what is lead the, the leading indicator to the results in our life that we don't want. Right. And so I think just um, reflecting and spending time and catching those before they get too far. I think that's huge thoughts, equal feelings, equal action, equal results, results. One of the, the best systems that, that I have learned from you, you for sure. I'd like to go into the power of attitude around the, you know, in this mental bucket, can you talk a little bit about how you dissect attitude and how important it is to really unlocking high performance? Uh, I think there's someone I was with a group of former players this past weekend. And the question is, uh, 
years ago when you were with us, this was a group that I'd coached down in Tennessee and we had a reunion and they said, coach, what would you add? What would you say? We had great success here when you were here. You're having success now and have it, have had it. What two things would you really point to as why that's happened? And I said, well, there's two words that we use all the time and that's attitude and effort. (laughs) And as long as we keep the right attitude, an attitude is a habit of thought. It's the way that we are continually thinking about things, not just one time, of course, but am I continually building this habit of thinking about setbacks, thinking about successes, thinking about things like those that will make a difference in our resolve and our result uh, that, that are so important. So attitude is the difference maker. I could I love to talk about attitude. It's such a powerful concept that many people may have heard it at an early day. Maybe they've been involved in some kind of organization or athletics or music where they said that attitude, our attitude is important. Well, we shouldn't lose that. In the business world today, if we're continually focusing on increasing and developing my attitude and catching ourselves, like we were talking about early in self-talk and uh, the things that I'm thinking and getting our attitude right, uh, it becomes so, so much important. But attitude is just a critical factor that, and here's, a, here's most people don't realize this, but that's something that we have a choice in. We can choose our attitudes, and that a part of the attitude building has been something that I try to start my day with, get my mind right for the day, get my attitude right for the day, and it makes certainly for a much better day that we're involved in. So that's just some concepts around attitude. It's a great uh, great topic. Uh, I know in the people that I led during my years in, in full-time leadership, we talked a lot about, you know, What's our attitude? How is it where it should be? And then how do we change it and get it back on track? I love that you said attitude is, you know, our choice. It's a hundred percent how we choose to show up no matter what happens. And of course we all go through crummy things in life or a negative situation that didn't really feel all that well. What are your secrets to shifting attitude, Tommy? Yes. And that's, that's tough for some people. And it's, you know, for all of us at times, because it depends upon the situation. Uh, And I think the two greatest things we we can learn in life and learning at an early age. And that's the reason I enjoy working with youth. If we can help an individual learn how to handle the successes in life and the adversities, adversities in life, the setbacks, the challenges, because we're all going to have them. And if we let them overtake us and they they fill our mind with, I can't, uh, self-confidence, self-esteem, self, uh, self-image is reduced, then we're not going to be successful as, as we should be and could be. So one of the things that I teach, uh, and this works both in the athletic world as well as the business world, when I have a negative thought and the attitude is off base on that, Okay, immediately I use a concept and I call, I simply say, cancel, cancel, which the key word here is awareness of that thought. I really realize that, yes, here is the thought. This is terrible. This is not going to help. So I check myself very quickly in the awareness of the thought. And then the key is to replace it with a positive, replace it with a positive, check, cancel, cancel, replace with a positive. Now, 
of course, the mental training of that is I see the positive in my vision and, and my image is seeing myself seeing the positive. So it's a mental process to get you through those kind of times when you're down, the things didn't go right. And I simply say to myself, I'm aware of it. Awareness, I, you know, and then immediately I say, cancel, cancel. And then I shift my thinking to the positive. It could be, it will be, I can will. Those kind of thoughts. And then immediately I see myself with that picture in my mind of being able to do it. Now that that's, it could be work anywhere. It's work in the business. I had, I used to use it in sales a lot with my salespeople. They would come in and say, man, I don't know what happened today, but more we got off on a negative adverse topic here and I couldn't handle it. And I said, well, okay, what'd you do? He said, well, I just froze. <laughs> I said, well, well, think about the process of listening to the, 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 the negative, uh, be aware of it. Okay. Cancel that out in your mind. Okay. And then replace that with a positive and then see the positive uh, picture at the end. <laughs> So that helped us a lot because, as we know, everybody's in the in, in leader, leaderships is is actually selling and convincing all the time, and they always they don't all say yes. <laughs> so that gets you through that process. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that you've taught me along the way how powerful gratitude is as a practice because you can't really be negative when you're in gratitude and you're grateful. And so, um, just it, very similar to the cancel, cancel, where you're replacing that with a positive. You know, just simply reflecting on what you're grateful for really turns that frown upside down pretty quickly, right? And so, I know that you know we've talked a lot about that in our coaching as well. I want to go down the path of you were giving a little example in that story you illustrated with someone coming in and not having a great meeting and how to cancel, cancel. Let's talk about the importance of feedback. You talk about your quote as feedback is the breakfast of champions. And I know that that is a direct uh, mental strengthening technique. Like we, when we get good at feedback, we're really tightening that muscle, our mental muscle. So talk a little bit about p- feedback, how important it is, and then some best practices around that. Okay. That, that again, is a, is a major way that we not only help ourselves in life, but also we help others. We need as individuals a way to get feedback for ourselves. So many people do not have anyone or any group that gives them the accountability and feedback that not only tells them what they need to improve, but also tells them what they're doing right. That's the positive feedback that all of us need And then everybody needs to be able to share that with others. That's where your concept uh, of gratitude comes in. We should be grateful for the fact that someone is interested enough in us to give us feedback about our growth. Positive feedback, as well as what I like to share, is constructive feedback, never negative feedback, never critical feedback. And I don't, we don't let our players talk that way, okay? We teach them to give constructive feedback, which is entirely different. It's not punishing. It's helping them understand how they can be better. The constructive things that they can do to improve their game, to get better at what they're doing. And it's, it's been the key to successes I've had through the years that I tried to do a five to one ratio, five positives to ever constructive Five to one. I think that works on the athletic field. I think it works in the boardroom. It works everywhere, the people we're working with. If we're trying to catch them doing something right, 
there's a tendency for us to be able to give them some feedback that encourages them to do more of that and possibly even to stretch to do even higher levels of what they're doing. The worst feedback that we can give is none. And a lot of people that through the years I've worked with, they say, well, they're being paid. That's feedback enough. No, that's not feedback enough. We need in leadership roles to be able to give them both of those. Okay. First, positive. What are they doing? Catch them doing something right and help them to become better at what they're doing. But also we have to face the fact that everything they do is not right, but it's how we're giving the feedback in that constructive aspect that's so important. We don't cut their legs out from under them. We don't beat them up. We don't make them feel worse about themselves personally, but we try to show them how they can be better and how they can be encouraged to raise the bar and accomplish more great things. So yes, feedback is so important. All of us want it. I worked for a a CEO, a leader one time in my leadership travels that never gave it at all. I mean, we didn't ever know how we stood. We didn't get either one. Okay, if we got one, it was probably be the the uh, the negative feedback. So I finally went to him as one of the uh, top leaders in the group, and I said, "Look, I need to know how I'm doing. Give me some feedback." And that's okay. I can I can take it, but I just need to know. And finally, we got into a program where he was giving me performance reviews, and that helped my performance with the company after doing that. You know, Tommy, um, I think of the times that we were learning feedback together and you really helped me create it as a habit. And just a couple of tips I want to share based on what we just talked about. You know, there are some times where people don't understand that feedback is a positive. And so helping to build you know, the, the platform of embracing feedback to grow, like that that is um, a positive thing. Sometimes people aren't starting there mentally. And so you know, building that culture of we embrace feedback to grow and everybody has, you know, opportunities for growth and people go through failures and things. And just like setting that as a tone, I think is so important. And second is making it a habit. And I'll never, never forget you. um, You'd always carry around those three by five index cards. And whenever you were going up to speak, and if I was in the room with you, you'd give me a card and it'd say, please write down at least three positives and at least three opportunities for growth or something like that, whatever that I took that and I adopted it. And whether I'm in a sales meeting, whether I'm, um, you know, in a round table session with someone, or if I'm speaking, I still, I have those cards or I rip off a piece of paper and I'll write that out and just make that a habit to ask other people, one or two people, Hey, let's just look at what we can be doing better here. Or, you know, opportunities, um, to just keep strengthening because, you know, recognizing what was good. So I think the other key there is you just never stop. I mean, even at this place in your life, you were the world president of Toastmasters. You qualified in the top 10 of the world for public speakers, but you still today carry around those index cards and ask people for feedback. It's something that we never stop doing. So I think that's just a beautiful thing. All right. So what'd you think? So much great information, right? So I knew this had to be a two-parter. There was no way we were going to get it into one episode. The challenging part is we have to take a break here, but we're going to come back next week. So in between now and then, I suggest that you share some of the key takeaways that you've already gotten with someone, a colleague, a friend, encourage them to join the next episode, share this episode with them, and let's keep building on our personal growth journey with Tommy Richardson. We'll be back next week on Gut Plus Science. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.